Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good night, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening. Welcome to another edition of Catfish Corner. I'm Predators beat writer Paul Scribina, along with Tennessean columnist Gentry Estes. And uh, we're going to talk some Predators again. This is kind of take two. We uh, tried doing this earlier, but, you know, somebody won't name any names, uh, didn't hit record. So this should be well rehearsed. Anyway, Gentry, uh, it's Thursday night. Predators lost again, five to four this time to the Florida Panthers at Bridgestone Arena. And um, lots of uh, the same lingering questions still there after another pretty uninspired uh, performance from the Predators. Yeah, at least for the uh, first period, which we're, we're getting used to that now. Uh, this team starting slow and then, you know, playing, making a little bit of a rally and then after the game, pointing to that rally and saying that's how we should play, despite the fact that they fell behind early and weren't able to catch up. And that, again, is something that lacks lacks an explanation, really. They don't really have, seem to have good answers for why they, they're, they're falling behind early in games. And, but, they, uh, you know, Jen, you're going to talk about it. I mean, if they had the answers, I, I'm sure that they would, you know, be rectifying them. But – you know, to me, that the three worst words that you can, the three worst words you can use to answer a question is when you're a coach or a player is I don't know, and we hear a lot of I don't knows from the Predators. Why are you starting so slow? Why is the penalty kill so bad? Why are you struggling on the power play? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know one thing. Um, we're getting closer and closer, if not already being there with this team to tearing it down. I mean, just a complete tear down. Whether that's you know, overhauling the roster, whether that's, you know, discussing should a new general manager be in place, should there be a new coach. Clearly what they're doing now is not working. Uh, it hasn't been working for a while. This isn't a off-the-cuff reaction to anything. Um, we've been seeing the same old stuff for the last year plus, and, you know, it's it's like we're, we're, we're watching this team stand, you know, standing in quicksand and just slowly – drowning and then they come up for air and then they just go right back down again. Yeah. They, they're not what they were clearly in the last couple of years. And, and I think to a certain extent, they, you know, as we've talked about, they're, they're, they're living in the past. Uh, they're, they're a team that I think has a sense of hope for this season that probably isn't deserved when you see the way things are going. There's, there really isn't any reason for optimism when you watch this team play when they're, their wins are just barely, and and you you look at the record and you're like, God, have they won ten games? Well, because five of those five of those games are against one team. They're one and eight against top three teams in their division. They're clearly not a contender. Um, and and later, a little bit later on in, in this episode, we're going to hear from Victor Arvidsson, who went through his own dry spell. Ryan Johansson was out, um, but 
uh, had three assists tonight, but he, you know, he, 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 he pretty much said they were lucky to even be in this game uh, after the first period. That's how awful the start was. And that's just a, a continuing theme with, with this team. And, you know, again, the, I don't knows and the, we, we have to get betters are, are old, you know, we're, we're almost halfway through the season. Um, Ryan Johansson scored a goal tonight. His There's first, that. his first There's of the that. season, almost halfway through. Um, and then we've got my dog barking in the background. So, uh, that's always good. Good to hear from you, Zeus, but, um, no, I, I, look, I, I don't, I clearly don't have the answers. Otherwise I'd be making a lot more money and I wouldn't be working where I'm working. Um, you know, we can dissect this all we want, but I think the bottom line is, you know, it, it's time to seriously start considering, you know, a, a full makeover. Um, yeah, that, that's where this is headed clearly. And, and like, I, I think the more this happens on the same theme, it becomes less, they won't and more they can't. This, this team just isn't that good. And, that's made clear game after game. I know there's more of a sense of urgency late when they're rallying. It's amazing to me to see the shot differential in the third period of third periods of games this year. I mean, it's, it's incredible because the predators are always behind after two periods. Well, you know, it's funny. I I talked with David Poyle last week um, and we talked about his job and his future. And of course he, you know, kind of gave you the answers you'd expect that, you know, if, if there's a rebuild, he wants to be a part of it and he wants to be around as long as ownership will have him. And he hasn't had any indication from them that his job's in jeopardy. Uh, I have a story coming out, um, I think tomorrow morning, Friday morning, Sunday's paper about uh, John Hines's future, and what David Poyle, his impressions of David, uh, David Poyle's impressions of Hines and the job he's done so far. Um, but he said something to me that was kind of alarming. Um, you know, it's kind of coincidental that last season, the season kind of started falling apart at the winter classic. When David Poyle walked through the locker room, he was pissed, um, you know, after they lost to the stars and he pointed to another stars game, the seven, nothing loss uh, early in the season as kind of the start of the downfall this year. And he said to me, we became very fragile, very fast. And that's something that this team has been fighting against since John Hines was hired is this, this mental fragility um, you know, you know, I think they've shown less of it this year, but I don't know if it's as much that they're clawing back into games and, and showing resilience or other teams are just taking leads on them and, and letting off the gas a little bit and, and the pre- allowing the predators to come back. I don't know what it is last year. You know, it seemed like they quit this year. I don't feel like they're quitting, but I don't feel like they're any better. I feel like it's almost worse. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, like you talk about the slow starts and uh, John Hines has said repeatedly, it's like, we're, we're dipping our toe in the water. He basically implying that they're lackadaisical to, to start games. Why and, is, why, 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 you know, but, that, that's, but what I'm not saying. so sure they are. I mean, you watch that game tonight. They were playing hard. They were just getting whooped. Right. I mean, and they, 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 there's really no other explanation than that. The other team was just better than they were. Right. And, and, I the, think- and the Florida Panthers aren't exactly a cup contender, but they might be this year. I know they've played real well. I think everybody's kind of waiting for the decline there that the, for the Panthers to kind of come back to earth, but th- that's not the kind of team that should be just overwhelming the, the, the Preds in such a way. But here's the thing. Everybody's been overwhelming the Preds early in games. Pretty much everybody has. And then, and then that's, that's, the, that's the disconcerting part. Look, you, you know, me, mediocre is the worst place that, that you can be, um, you know, and 
I, I think, you know, you hang on, to, you hang on to that hope and that, that's a dangerous thing. And, and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, if, if by some miracle this team made the playoffs, I think that would be a, probably a bad thing for this franchise um, because I think that that sets you back again, you know, because they're not a cup contender. They're, you know, they're not, you know, one of the best teams in that division, let alone the league. And so you're, you know, you, you kind of fool yourself into thinking that you're something that you're not because you made the playoffs. I think that's it. That's it right there. There's a reluctance, I think, in this organization to want to launch this whole rebuild. Last year, they could have been a, been a seller at the trade deadline. They really could have been, and they weren't because I think David Poyle held out hope because he, you had a sense that you know what you have because they've had success in the past. So, so there's this sense of hope that still exists that they're going to recapture this somehow. But the more and more the evidence mounts, I, I don't see how anyone could, could think that anymore. Well, you know what? I, I think uh, let's, let's hear from Victor Arvidsson first, and then, and then we'll talk a little bit about the, the process of rebuilding and what that might mean. I feel like we're lucky to be in the game in the first. I think we are not coming off text the make some huge saves in the first period that keeps us in the game. I think the second period was, was different. We, we came out and we battled and uh, got to their net and played in the Ozone and we were, were almost about to tie it so uh, I feel like we 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 stepped up in the second and third but the first got to be way better. Brooks? Victor Phillip was just saying that it's you know, it, it's tough to, to come out with a start like that. Obviously, you guys get going a little bit. What, what do you take from a game like this? I mean, there's a little bit of everything going on. There's goals, there's saves. Um, any, anything to take, especially positively at this point? Well, we know we can play better. I don't know. We can we can play better than we did in the first. we got to play that way for 60 minutes, not 40, not 20. we got to play it for 60. And okay. I'd like... You can see in the second and third, like we can hang, we can we can play, but I don't know why we're not doing. So Victor, you know, again, it's just the same old thing, and and, and you know, he did say, you know, we we're lucky to be in this game, and you can say that, like you said, just about any any game. But Gentry, I'm interested to hear what you think about, you know, re- rebuilding is not as easy as it sounds, um, and it's not a guaranteed recipe for success. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice to, to be made. A lot of tough decisions to be made, but I think the first the first step in that rebuilding is um, can you unload the big contracts um, and, and at what cost? You know, it's easy to say rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. Okay, well then, who's going to take Ryan Johansson's contract? Who's going to take Matt Duchesne's contract? Who, are you willing to get rid of a Philip Forsberg, which I don't think they should? Um, are you okay with 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 trying to trade Victor Arvidsson and, and realizing that most of these guys are not at peak value? So your the return that you're going to get for them is not really all that much no and it's even worse now than than on a normal situation that i've oh, actually yeah, with the with the stagnant with the cap being frozen at least for the, who knows for how long i mean where are you going to send these guys what are you going to do with them i mean clearly i i don't think you can unload duchene and johansson with what they make versus the return um i think you are going to have to part ways with guys that it's going to hurt that you don't want to well, a guy I think that, like, like Philip Forsberg. Well, and, that might come sooner than later, Gentry. I mean, you might see a Matthias Eckholm go. Matthias Eckholm is the biggest trade carrot they have. Got a year left on his contract. It's you know three point seven five million for his production is is pretty cheap. He's been you know playing with his with his beard on fire lately. Um, you know, somebody made a joke about is he is he? I can't figure out if he's trying to stay here or trying to get traded <laughs> by how well he's playing, but. 
the, the second part of that equation entry is who will lead the rebuild? Do you, you know, David Poyle, the only general manager in the history of the franchise, you know, is he the guy you want doing this? John Hines, is he the coach you want doing this? Um, well, that's, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, Poyle is very much a sacred cow around that organization as much as, as much as any GM in, in the league could be. And, and for good, I mean, you know, the, the, the man has credentials. He, he, he also doesn't have a Stanley Cup, but he, he, he's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's won more games than any general manager in history. You can go up and, you know, I, I, I give him credit for that. But how long, you know, speaking about living in the past, I mean, you can't, you know, in order to, to move forward, you have to let go of the past. And, and, and you know, is, is David capable of rebuilding a, a franchise? I'm sure he is. He knows a lot more about being a general manager than I do. Um, he also has won as many Stanley Cups as I have. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, part of our job is to be critical. It's nothing personal. You know, I, I like David personally. Um, but professionally, I think it's fair to question, you know, is he the right guy to do it? Or who, and if he's not, who is the right guy to do it? Well, and I think to an extent, Poyle and the Predators are a little bit victims of their own success here because of the higher expectations that, that came with running the Stanley Cup finals, followed by the, the season after that. Um, so, you know, you, now you're talking about taking the next step. And the next step is becoming it feels, it feels backward, Gentry. That's why people are reluctant to do it. The, the next step is a backward step. Right. And, and, and it's going to take a while and it's going to be very difficult and it's going to involve a lot of difficult decisions and a lot of things and a lot of losing, which you're already doing right now. And that's that's the hardest part to accept is the losing, I think. Right. And, and people aren't accepting it now because the expectations are there now. If you if you you know, lately we've seen teams, I mean, the Cubs come out and said it in, in you know, 2012 or whatever. And four years later, won a, won a World Series for the first time in 100 million years. They said we're gonna we're not gonna be very good for a while, but please you know. But here's our plan, and that you know. If, I think if you're if you're transparent with people and you tell them, hey, you know what, we're gonna temper the expectations. We're still gonna feel the team and it's gonna try to win, you know. But we're also going to try to build for the future for for and, and building long term success in professional sports nowadays is almost impossible. Um, very few teams can do it because everything changes so quickly. Uh, and, and, you know, it's so complicated with contracts and a salary cap and, and COVID and, and all this other stuff. Treading these waters isn't easy, but I think if you're transparent and you come out and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're not giving up. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're recalibrating our plan. Please be patient. And here's our plan. Don't just say, hey, we're going to rebuild and then just keep people in the dark. Because people want to know, okay, well, how are you going to rebuild? Who's going to be the coach? Who's going to be the general manager? You know, uh, how are, you know, are we planning to, to, you know, gather a bunch of draft picks and trade them for, for proven players? Are we going to, you know, what are we going to do? What's Because if you give people a light at the end of the tunnel, they can, they can live with it more if they can see that light. If you just keep them in the dark, nowadays, people aren't going to accept that. So, you know, and, and it's a fragile thing in Nashville because they built, they worked so hard to build this up in this city. I mean, they, they've made the Predators a part of the culture in Nashville. What happens if the Predators aren't good? Does that fade away? You know, there, there's all these concerns that you have that, you know, if you're not willing to, to, to swallow it and say, hey, we tried, it didn't work, here's what we're doing. 
you know, I, I think people will react to that a lot better than, you know, well, we're just going to keep trying. We have to get better. And I don't know. Well, and, yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I think it, they're, they're not going to have a choice. It's getting to the point where they just, they don't have a choice because it's bad right now. And it really isn't showing a lot of signs of getting better. I know you get a couple of wins over the weekend and maybe you start to get off the mat a little bit, but they still didn't score hardly any goals in those wins. They're and, still, yeah. They're still the same team. Right. And, and, and over time, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like playing, it's like playing no limit hold and poker. Like, you can get lucky and, and win big, or you could, you know, it could be a, but, but, but the real test of success is over time. And the Predators don't have that recipe to be successful over the long run. They can't score goals. Their goaltending is not that great. You know, defensively, they're okay, but like their, their power play and their penalty kill is bad. Like, there's so many issues. You can't just fix one thing because you plug in one hole and three other holes are leaking in your in the ship is sinking. So, you you know, plugging holes isn't going to work for this team. And, you know, I, I think you need to rebuild the ship. I agree. And, you know, we 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 paint we paint a pretty bleak picture every week. We do these podcasts because we, it, is, it is a bleak picture. And we and you know what? And it's not like we <laughs> I, and I'm not going to speak for you, Gentry, but like. It's more fun to cover a team that's winning. People are more interested in a team that's winning. I, 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 we don't root against. I mean, we don't root for the Predators, but I don't root against them. I, you know, it makes my job easier when things are going well. And it make you know, but it's also this is reality. And you know, yeah, it's just sports and it's an entertainment. And you know, but you know, I, I don't, I, you know, just like I'm sure you are. I'm fans of teams. I understand the frustration. You know, I, I get why people are upset. Um, I, I don't, it's not life and death for me, but you know, this is our job and you know, Hey, I, I, I think, like I say, this team, we've said it a million times. This team is what it is. Uh, you know, this, this podcast has been what it's been and we'll, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. Um, so anyway, that'll do it for this edition of catfish quarter. We hope you'll subscribe to the Tennessee.com. If you haven't already, if you haven't, well, what are you waiting for? There's lots of specials if you go to Tennessean.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. We're asking you to do a lot of subscribing. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And you can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. Good, bad, and different. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate you listening. For Gentry Estes, I'm Paul Scribina. We'll talk to you soon. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.